What's up, gang? How you guys doing? It is Lieutenant Sal Blue, 20-year law enforcement veteran and the author of the Top 25 Mistakes in Route to the Good Life. Coming at you guys with my daily podcast. Now, now listen, guys. I'll tell you what. It is Monday morning, and I am uh, filled with, I guess, disappointment, right? Disappointment of uh, my financial situation today, right? And the fact that I had the opportunity to get things done, and I didn't, right? So I don't know whether you guys have ever been uh, faced with the uh, feeling of uh, regret, but I want you guys to know that it is... A worthless emotion. A worthless emotion. Right? And the reason why it's a worthless emotion is because it keeps you chained to yesterday. And you can't change yesterday. You know, as hard as you try, yesterday cannot be changed by you. Okay? And and so, I guess it causes you all type of emotional problems period, right, I know it causes me a lot of emotional problems, because a lot of times, I get that feeling like, damn, I should have known better, you know, and and when you get that feeling of, damn, I should have known better, it makes you angry, it makes you upset, and, and it makes you say, what key factors caused me to make this poor choice, this poor decision, you know, <clears throat> and so, Right now, what I'm basically talking about, guys, is... I know this is stupid, but it's my lawnmower. Yes. My riding mower is broke. And it is broke from last year. Right? So, the end of the season, my lawnmower uh, had a bunch of functional problems. And then it just stalled out on me. Right? And so, instead of... Instead of getting it fixed on the off season, I waited. Right? I waited to get it fixed. I figured, ah, you know, I'll use this money for something else. And once again, use this money for something else. And over and over again, I made it made that decision until I got to the point of today, right? Where I go, I gotta get this done, man. You know. My grass is starting to look like um, the savannah, okay? And uh, and now I got to the point of where I asked the lawn company to come in to cut it, and they told me it's too long. What, what kind of lawn company are you? I watch people cut the grass on the highway that's 24 inches above my tires. And you're telling me you can't come cut my lawn. But it's okay. That's just the wrong company I call, right? People who don't want my business. And and that's fine, right? You know, a lot of thoughts went through my mind after that. Um, because obviously nobody likes rejection. And uh, to me, that was a form of rejection. Which is okay, right? Which is okay. But hear me out, guys. At this point in time, 
I went to the people who are going to fix my riding mower and he tells me it is three weeks out before they can call me three weeks right so uh yeah that leaves me in a dilemma right I have a family that may be coming over and you know my lawn is always up to par my house is always up to par looking good and um and my wife wants it that way you know um believe it or not the lawn company that i was requesting to do my lawn they did my lawn once before and my wife didn't like it she said i like it better the way you do it um you know you put a lot of love into it a lot of care and you know it shows in the lawn and the property right so so anyway I eventually got to be the one doing my lawn anyway, and that's okay. Unless I could find somebody who matches my enthusiasm. So as I uh, deal with this crisis, I'm, uh, I realized that a brand new lawnmower cost about $4,500. And uh, I have so many other things that I need to purchase that I am not willing to spend $4,500 on a lawnmower right now. You know? I, I'm just not willing to do it. So, I have a... I'm hard-pressed to uh, to try to figure this out, man. Really hard-pressed to try to figure this out. And it's causing me a, a little bit of frustration and a little bit of uh, being upset. And I told you, I I question myself in regret, but I told you that's also a, a worthless emotion, right? It's a worthless emotion. So I have to start thinking forward thinking, man. Forward thinking. So this is my problem today, right? Uh, and I'm sure all of you guys are faced with problems and issues. So what is your problem and issue that you are faced with, right? That that your initial approach is, I shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? All past tense emotions. And so if you're trying to solve a problem, you can't solve it in the past. You have to solve it in the present. You know, I've talked to you guys time and time again about living in the moment, living in now. And and so what can you do right now to solve your problem? Now, I had a couple of things that I thought about, you know, um, not purchasing a riding mower, but purchasing a push mower. Right. So that's uh, three hundred dollars out of my pocket for a push mower that I will probably use once because trying to push a mower on three acres is insanity, just to let you know, right? So uh, just uh, doing my riding mower takes me two hours. So um, trying to do a push mower might be a little bit of insane, but I'll get around to it either way. Either way, I'll get around to it. I am a person of perseverance, 
and resilient. So somehow, somewhere I, I figured out. But anyway, right now, it took me, I had to take this run, this money run, this med run. And uh, I took the med run because it was all the way up in the Poconos. And uh, it gets my mind off of what I'm doing. And not like get my mind totally like oblivious to what's going on. But it gets me open to thinking of what to do next, where I got to go next, what do I need to do, how can I handle this. It gets my mind open to thinking of possibilities, right, when I'm driving. That's what I like driving, right? And I like driving alone, right? I don't really like uh, driving with company unless I have Shelby with me. So if I have Shelby with me, it's me and Shelby driving and we get it done together. But um, if I don't have Shelby with me, then I'm just uh, one lonely player out here trying to figure it all out, man. Trying to figure it all out. But you know what helps me? You guys. You guys help me because as I drive and I talk and I think about uh, how I would figure out a solution. During the time that I'm trying to figure out how I would figure out a solution I'm also thinking to myself that how I figure out my solution can help thousands of other people to help figure out their solutions you know so I'm talking about lawnmower money situation having money set aside for major major emergencies like this but the money that I set aside is for major emergency it's not for a $4,500 lawnmower purchase. So, um, instead of buying a $4,500 lawnmower, I need to figure out how to fix my current lawnmower and move forward with that. Okay? Because that is the most cost-effective plan. Right? The emotional me, right, would have put that shit on my Lowe's credit card and been driving around Happy for about 30 days until I start, have, start having to make the uh, first payment on a $4,500 lawnmower. So, um, at least I am beyond that emotional reflex. So, I'm, a, I'm working on myself. I'm a work in progress guy. And I hope all you guys are works in progress. But, uh, yeah. How do we figure this out? How do we figure out, okay, the steps that it's going to take to solve a problem that we're dealing with? All right? Um, Number one, you have to have all your options on the table. What are your options? I already gave you my first ridiculous option, right, of buying a push mower and mowing it. I already gave you my second option, which was put a $4,500 lawnmower on my credit card, my second option, okay, um, and my third option is order the parts once again, and I go through the um, routine of trying to fix my lawnmower, so I'm going to uh, do that, all of the parts will be here tomorrow, so I'll be working on that tomorrow to try to figure that out. In between the fact that I also have to go to my first job. 
So I'll, I'll go to my first job because I know the parts aren't going to be here first thing in the morning. All right. So I'll go to my first job. And after I go to my first job, when I come home, I'll uh, spend whatever time I have, you know, probably usually about two to three hours before I go on my night route. Um, trying to get my lawnmower up and running. Right? And so, uh, that is my option, and that is the patient option. And if I don't get it running, it's always, you know, the next day and the next day. Right? Trying to figure it out. But, um, no matter what, I, my lawnmower is not going to be in there to get fixed uh, for another two weeks. Right, so for another two weeks, um, this is where I'm at as far as getting my lawnmower fixed is concerned. Um, today, believe it or not, today I'm going to stop in and see exactly where I'm at on the waiting list for my lawnmower. So I'll go in there and do that, and that is productive, you know. And that's what you guys got to do. You got to kind of instead of trying to solve the problem in your head, you got to write it out. And try to figure out your options right what options are you going to go through in order to figure it all out you know and I do this in all aspects of my life right I do this in my financial aspects right I write out you know all my credit cards debts so on and so forth that I have that I have to deal with I write it all out and uh, and then I try to devise a plan of how to attack it, right? That is how I attacked my credit card debt. And that's how I attack any debt that I have, right? I try to map it out with a plan of what I'm making, how much do I need to make, right? And and how do I need to funnel my money toward uh, my credit card debt? When it comes to my credit card debt, it's always attack, no matter how big the bill is it's always focused on attacking high interest and the reason why I attack high interest guys if you don't know already is because you attack high interest because high interest takes away from your investments right so my majority of my investments and money that I have invested probably brings in about on average win and loss and taxes so on and so forth about eight percent right eight percent gain on everything that i have invested on average probably no more than a ten percent right and if i'm paying a credit card interest rate of 19 percent right which is like my it's like my average credit of all my credit cards um they average out to probably about 19%, right? So if I'm paying like 19% on my credit card, then I'm losing. All that money that I brought things on credit, I am losing. And the credit card companies are winning. So I have to figure that out that way strategically and funnel my money to my high interest rate credit cards before I funnel my money into more of my investments so that one doesn't eliminate the other you know and I did that I figured that out on paper guys I didn't figure that out in my head 
I wrote it out. This is what I had to do. This is why I had to do it. And that's what I did. And so when you are going through things in life, man, you got to write them out. You got to write them out. And and I'm just talking about this and I don't even know what my question was or should be for today's podcast, right? I don't even know what my question should be for today's podcast. But now that I think about it, um, I guess my question is, have you allowed emotions, okay, to redirect your decisions? Or have you had, um, how many of you have allowed emotions to affect your decisions? And, and so, when emotions affect your decisions, whether it's fear, whether it is uh, excitement, I don't know, uh, no matter what it is, right? No matter what the emotion is, right? If it affects your decision making, you usually come out with a bad decision, right? And so I don't want you guys to be making a bunch of bad decisions in your life. So with me telling you to uh, eliminate emotions from your decisions, it's probably very difficult, Right? It's very, very difficult to eliminate emotions from your decisions. I cannot eliminate emotions from my decisions. Right? I'm a feel through the emotion. I'm an emotional person. Very, very emotional person. That's who I am, right? Very emotional person. But um, despite the fact that I'm very, very emotional, I am very knowledgeable of the fact that I am very emotional. Okay. Now it's one thing to uh, be emotional, right? And and just everything is spontaneous, you know. And you think you're alive, right? You think you're alive, and you think you're a top of the world because of your emotions rock and your emotions are drive you. And you think that all of your decisions are solid because emotionally. You are behind those decisions 100%. Well, I'm here to tell you, that is the biggest illusion that you will ever face. The reason why you are surging in your emotions, right? And you are excited about something, or you are super disappointed about something, or you are angry about something, is because you are being influenced by your circle, right? And... So, when I finally realized that my circle influences my emotions, I then decided to figure out how to eliminate my emotions from my decision-making process by writing it down. Writing it down, putting it on paper, and, and doing it despite how I felt or what I felt. Oh my God, this is the hardest thing in the world for me, guys. It is so hard for me to act without emotion. I am a super happy guy. And when I'm angry, I'm a super angry guy. And when I'm in love, I'm deeply in love guy, right? Out of love, deeply out of love guy. I'm, I'm a person of extremes, you know, far in shit. This is me, man. I'm, I'm either north or south, east or west, 
there's no middle for me. So I have to write things down. I have to write them down and I have to do things despite how I feel. And so for me, that was the hardest. That was the hardest thing in the world to do to do things despite how I feel, right? So uh I don't know, man. For I hope this is working for you guys because um it took a lot for me to make my way through my emotions. It just took a lot, right? Just trying to get full control over uh, my flow, right? And when I say my flow, it's, it's the direction that my life is taking me. And uh, it's uh, awesome to see, like, like my wife, right, how sometimes when I get super upset, super emotional, she says things that I would say to other people. Right? She says things that I would say to other people. And this, in turn, right, makes me think, like, that's something I would say. And, and so, it reconnects me to the fact that I had not written down what I needed to write down in order to make this next decision, this next move. Right? Um... You know, my wife said today, as I was upset about the uh, lawn situation and and my lawnmower and and, and getting all this stuff together, uh, my wife says, this too shall pass, right? And she says that all the time, but when she said it today, it kind of hit different, right? It kind of hit me a little different because uh, I could see that I was heading down an emotional Poor decision roller coaster. And that pulled me back in. That pulled me back in. So um, I tell you guys, it is very, very good to have somebody around you that listens to you, number one. And number two, also has a sound mind, right? Um, keeping a sound mind is, uh, is critical, right? It's critical. And uh, and when my wife goes off tangent, I say things that she would have said to herself, you know. And we go back and forth in that way, and I think it helps each other, each of us out, um, in order for us to have the best life possible. So you know, hey, listen, this is where I'm at in my life right now, guys. Just uh, trying to make the right decision, to do the right thing, to give value, to help people, and to uh, help you live an extraordinary life, man. You know, help you live the extraordinary life. Um, before I wrap it up uh, today, I just want to say something. I, uh, coming up on a year, I'm coming up on a year that I have not had a sip of alcohol, right? I haven't even had the sacrificial glass of wine at an event, right? I haven't even had that wine no champagne on New Year's, no drinks on my birthday, no wine with a superior uh, ribeye steak at the finest steakhouse in Pennsylvania, right? None, no alcohol whatsoever. I'm coming up on a year now, 
And uh, the only thing that I could say to that is, um, number one, I still enjoy wine, right? Haven't had it, but I still enjoy it. But number two, it reminds me over and over and over again how many times I tried to escape my reality of what's going on, not looking things head on, not going right into the problem, not dealing with problems directly, right? And um, I wasn't this way to the point of where I am a non-functional alcoholic, right? No, no, no. Um, Genetically, my family can drink their asses off, right? My family can drink their asses off genetically, right? Um, But I know that it uh, takes away from my decision-making process. So if I am... If I am working on taking my emotions out of the picture, right, then uh, taking alcohol out of the picture is definitely something that I need to do when it comes to making decisions and you making decisions, right? Um, Never make a decision. Also, guys, when you're you're sleepy or tired, right? Um, You usually make poor decisions when you're tired or sleepy, um, irritable. Try to make your decisions in the best mental state possible, right? Don't do them off a whim, off of anger. You got to let everything marinate. You got to let everything marinate. You got to let everything settle in, you know, Um, and you got to allow that reasonable part of yourself to come up, to come up and, and... Say, hey, stop. Everybody stop right now. This is the direction that we're going to go in. Okay? Alright? So this is the direction we're going in, everybody. And uh, just take it easy. We're going to figure this all out. So uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's the best way to do things, I, I think, when it comes to having an extraordinary life. Right? making the right decisions when it comes time to make the right decisions, right? And don't allow so many other factors to influence those decisions. And I think when you do that, you make fewer mistakes, which is obviously, guys, what this podcast is about, making fewer mistakes. You make fewer mistakes and you make greater progress when you are making decisions. So, Listen, I'm going to wrap it up right here with that, guys. And um, I just want you guys to know I want to thank you once again for checking out my daily podcast. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow with uh, another question of the day, man. We're going to figure this all out, man. This is episode 320. 320 episode. 320. I, I say that three times so I can remember to write it down when I'm... Uh, logging in this daily podcast so so anyway guys um <laughs> I, I had to step on the brakes and Shelby slid um because I got these new floor mats that are weather tech formats 
they're really slippery. And Shelby should probably have a towel or something down there. So she's okay. But she's all right. Shelby's all right, everybody. Everything's okay. Um, as soon as we get to this stop, which you were almost there, um, I'll pick her up, set her back up, and uh, she'll be all right. But anyway, uh, make sure you guys head on over to LieutenantSalBlue.com. Pick up a copy of my book, Top 25 Mistakes in Round to the Good Life. Now, when you grab a copy of my book, Top 25 Mistakes in Round to the Good Life, it is free and it is an autographed copy that I'm giving away, guys. So um, get on over there. I mean, it's a limited supply on the autographed copy, right? I'm only doing 10,000 autographed copies in 2022. So um, we are halfway through the year. Um, so grab it up when you can. And also give me a shout out on the social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Snapchat, Reddit, Blogger, and of course my favorite, YouTube, and DM me. And uh, with questions or, or topics that you guys like me to touch on my daily podcast, all right? So that's it, man. This is Lieutenant Sal Blue, wrapping it up. Episode 320, May 9th, 2022. Deuces.